Crimson Tower Studios. Welcome to the Old World Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay and the original podcast to bring you both discussion and actual play in 4th edition. I'm one of your hosts, Lance, and tonight I'm joined by my co-host, Steve, as well as the Lord of the Underdeep, Nolan. How are you good gentlemen doing tonight? Doing real, real good. I'm doing pretty good too. Uh, it's not as cold as it has been the rest of the week over here. Oh, yeah, man, you're get, you got it colder than us. Um, you're on the yeah. other side of the uh, the lake. The lake, yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, what kind of uh, gaming have you guys been up to uh, this month? Uh, me, not too much. Just kind of on the PlayStation 4 at times here, a little bit here and there. Uh, kind of dove into some RimWorld and getting back into Final Fantasy VII, the remake. About time. <laughs> and Star Wars Armada just slowly maybe might start a campaign with Lance here. We'll mm-hmm. see if we got time, but uh, that, 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 that's going to be a blast. I know both him and I, we went through some tournaments together and we got really into it and uh, we had a great time so yeah be nice to get back into it all i've been really up to is uh this playing more of total war warhammer 2 warhammer 3 has now been uh announced coming late of this year so very excited to finally be able to try that and complete the trilogy yeah that's funny that you mentioned that because i actually after that announcement came out i actually went and spent some time I don't have Total War Warhammer 2. I have one, and I kind of want to finish a campaign in there, and I haven't. I keep starting a dwarf campaign over and over again. Uh, I might have made a couple of secret purchases to surprise Steve if we do get to play some Armada. And, um, yeah, I think that'll be a lot of fun, too. Gaming, that's cool, but we actually have quite a bit to talk about tonight, um, and I'm excited about this uh, this episode, too. So let's let's get on with it. Announcement and news, right? So this is a part of the show right. where we keep you up to date on Wolfrip and related news, and there's a lot to go over. And so there is so much to go over. We're going to be like hit this guys at lightning speed. Um, so there's more details. I'm just going to tell you right up front. Go check out Cubicle Seven's website, and uh, you know just Google Cubicle Seven. You'll find the news section. There's a lot in there. Hey, Old Worlders, Future Lance here. Just want to jump in here to let you know it's been a bit of a delay between when we recorded this and when this is getting out. And so we talk about some future releases, specifically the Power Behind the Throne Companion. And obviously that has now been released. So just wanted to give you guys a heads up on that and hope you enjoy the episode. So one of the biggest things, we have like another article from Dave Allen, which is uh, the Woofrup Folk and folklore of the North. Uh, this one is on uh, Middenheim's High Society, so it's a pretty good read. Definitely check that out. But we did get a production update, and that's probably what most of our news is going to be about here today. Death on the Reich and the Companion, they've shipped from the printer, so um, we're hoping to see these. Uh, they said they should be shipping out to us in the next couple months. Very excited to see those in our hand, and the collector's editions look beautiful. Middenheim, City of the White Wolf, also in printing. Um, so archives of the empires volume one also in printing. So we're going to be seeing these all quarter one, quarter two, as they start to ship out 
Power Behind the Throne. They're currently doing some changes on that. Um, and the companion should be hitting us here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we have gotten some news that it should have been like a couple of weeks ago. They said it should be in a couple of weeks. And, you know, um, I know they've said in here they had a couple of delays, but I'm expecting to see that very, very soon. Um, so more to come. Um, another thing that I'm very excited about is Patrons of the Old World 1 and 2. So these are PDFs that will be featuring interesting patrons of the Old World. Um, and it's two different ones. Uh, they're expecting these to come out here in this uh, first and second quarter. So be on the lookout for those as well. Also, Uber's Reg Adventure 2 uh, that's coming out. It's just been released. Uh, should be ready by end of Q1 and land in stores by Q- Q3. So not too long. For the actual copy, um, Altdorf. Ooh. Oh, that's got to be a big book. I'm excited. Um, you know, this just getting started on that one here, but the editing is complete. Uh, we got the Horned Rat and Companion. Also excited uh, about currently that. Emerging. Yeah, that's gonna be yep. good. <laughs> uh, I got Archives of the Empire Volume Two. Yes. The second volume, of course. Yes. <laughs> that's coming, and then we got the Empire and Runes and Companion. They just keep coming. It's coming quick. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, the Imperial Zoo. That's kind of one mm-hmm. I'm interested to get as well here soon. But the writing's complete and the editing is underway. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. So that one with T.S. Lucart being the main writer on that. I'm very excited about that. And Archives 1 was so good. I cannot wait to get Archives 2. It's a good time to be a Wolfrup fan. That's for sure. Yep. But Wolfrup's not the only game system where we got a bunch of updates yep now over to soulbound so the soulbound core book the collector edition and the gm stream is finally in stores we also got the starter set coming up should be around quarter two i just wanted to say there was a unboxing video that cubicle uh, yeah did. what was it emmett Bryan? i believe his guy's name is yep he's a he's the main producer for uh Mm -hmm. soulbound and he did an unboxing so definitely go check that out if you're interested in the starter set i know we are we're we're excited to hopefully get our hands on that soon doomed lands you know if 2020 wasn't enough doom for you (laughs) you can now have a pdf of using doom for anywhere uh i did i did end up buying this and it's a really cool because it's uh, spread out through every one of the realms and like little things like, okay, a uh, farmland and a shear, you know, maybe do something like this. If there's one dooming, three doomings, five doomings, just little here and there. So uh, I thought that was pretty good. We got new hazards coming, you know, releasing in the next few weeks. So that'll be interesting. But one of the biggest things we got coming, champions of order and champions of death. Uh. So now... You don't have to be soulbound anymore, though I am looking forward to seeing how you would have a dynamic of a group of that, of a champion of death and destruction coming up. So uh, that's really going to be interesting to see here. But uh, we got a bunch of stuff coming. They also are talking about Black and Earth, a next campaign that's going to be set in uh, the Gyron. So... A that's, lot of stuff coming. That's like the land uh, of shadow, right? Um, uh, no, I believe Gyron is the the realm of life. Oh, that's uh, right. That's right. Yes. I was going to say, I might be saying that wrong. I know there's somebody typing right now saying, 
how I pronounced it wrong, maybe, but yes, it's the <laughs> land of life. So, and if I remember right, that is where Nurgle is a good part of his concentration and forces. So, I guess that will be our main bad guy right there is uh, Nurgle. Nice. But a lot of stuff coming for Soulbound. I am very excited for when they all release. Yeah. Yeah, lots of stuff. So go check that out. And of course, it's not just Soul, uh, Soulbound. We got Wrath and Glory. Um, so a core book's already out. Um, Forsaken Systems um, is just released. So they're getting uh, that ready to go to printing. And Litanies of the Lost, which is uh, an excellent one. Definitely check that one out. The full PDF should release the next couple weeks. Church of Steel is in writing. Scions of Fane also uh, in, it's in pre-production. So there's a bunch more that they say are coming down the line. And one other thing, too, I want to say is uh, we've been doing some testing for Woofrup on the VTTs, uh, virtual tabletops and stuff. And so we're expecting uh, news to come for both Soulbound and Wrath and Glory on those as well. Though they haven't officially announced anything other than like little blurbs on their different, uh, you know, Facebook and stuff like that. So just be on the lookout for that as well, because um, I fully expect those to be supported, which will make it even awesomer. Next, let's move on to the main topic, the meat of the show. And uh, tonight's show, we are once again exploring the careers of Wifrip 4th Edition. We've talked about followers of religion before on the show, but the next two careers we're talking about, the careers we're talking about today, take that devotion to the max. We're going to review the Flagellant and the Wolfkin. These followers of Sigmar and Ulrich, respectively, are perhaps most known for their unwavering and extreme devotion to their god. Um, also, as we like to do at the end of the episode, we're going to have a little competition where the hosts put their creative juices to the test in a career build-off to see who can build the most interesting character. So, Old Worlders, be sure to prepare your prophecies of doom and to sharpen your axe as you prepare for the end as we review the Flagellant and the Wolfkin on tonight's show of the Old World Podcast. Now, before we move on, we need to go over a few quick things on the last competitions. Um, so first up was, uh, now we didn't get over this in the last career competition because we hadn't gotten the final results in yet, but... I have to say, uh, Nolan, way to kick up a win. Um, you got uh, over half the votes there um, with the Demeter von Horsbach, which, <laughs> I, yeah, that's such a good, I even voted for you on that one. It was like, man, that's good. Um, nice job, man. Yeah. I saw you did that. Uh, I even was like strutting around at work. It was like, yeah, that's right. I'm on the board. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, that's cool. Actually, and and then in the next one, um I lost again, which has two losses in a row for me. I don't think I've done that yet, which I mean, I don't want to get full of myself here, but man, I I'm really having to bring my A game tonight, I think. Um but yeah, uh I lost to Matt with his Dwarf Townsman. We did the Villager and Townsman episode and um yeah, that was actually a really interesting episode too. If if you get a chance, go listen to both of those. They're uh, great career episodes. But I digress. Let's get into the reason we're here. And uh, so, Steve, you want to kick us off? What's our first career? Uh, we got the flagellant. Yes. We, uh, we've had several people suggest this, um, including one of our patrons, Craig. This is located on page 88 of the core rulebook if you're following at home. 
And I guess what to describe the flagellants. I mean, <laughs> man. Uh, fervent. Yeah. <laughs> Fervently religious, I guess. <laughs> so the whole concept of like using pain for a spiritual experience, that's these guys. You whip yourself to the bloody mess um, in Into order. A frenzy. Yeah, like a frenzy because. To, to pay for your sins and the sins of others and then go and destroy everything that is anti-Sigmar in the world. Um, and that's the, the flagellant, you know, it's, it's a devote Sigmarite who, you know, seek to do Sigmar as well and then suffer for the sins in an extreme way. So if you look at the artwork on page 88 of the core rule book, like, I mean, this guy, right. You're, you're carving, Sigmar into your skin. You have like a Ugh. flame, a burning fire on your head. Uh, like, yeah, man, it's intense. He's got like a written note, like pierced through his arm. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just wow, intense. But they kind of have it made. I mean, wherever they go, people have to offer them food, shelter, and of course, uh, you know what they can. Right. Yeah, it's uh, so they're kind of like respected and revered, especially in the Reichland where, uh, you know, Sigmar worship is really, really strong. But it's one of those things where it's like, take care of them and send them on their way quickly. Yep. <laughs> Be friendly, but not friendly too friendly. <laughs> right. There's even um, one of the shrines of Sigmar is actually a statue that's actually a flagellant. That's that's another example of a of the intensity that the flagellant will go towards. I mean, this guy is like a crown of fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's intense. I mean, if there's one guy on the battlefield, I don't want to fight. It's probably going to be that guy. He's right. already like, you know, uh, <laughs> or, or what's even worse is like a whole mob of those people. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that'd be a scary sight to just see coming rushing at you. Yeah. Well, like, and even, uh, so these guys are represented on the Warhammer tabletop battle games, you know, um, back in the day, uh, they mm -hmm. were like the unbreakable, like they're going to die to the man, like fearless. Yeah. Like, yep. yeah. So on that note, only humans can be the race. <laughs> and with the advanced scheme, we're looking at it. This one is like a pretty tough straightforward one right weapon skill strength and toughness are your tier one willpower That's perfect yeah absolutely willpower is two three is initiative and four is fellowship it's weird that fellowship is that high i mean i i get it you know like they're not pro like everybody will open their door and offer them food because they don't want to get the wrath of the flatulent <laughs> right but like I could see, like yeah, they're not maybe the most charismatic people, but that just seems to me like a little weird. I think I would have switched uh, willpower and fellowship. Everything else, I think, is sorry, initiative and fellowship. So mm. make fellowship a tier three and initiative tier four. And I I, I kind of see why they did it, just because of tier four, like with the fellowship. I mean, if you look at the trappings, like you get like followers. Yeah, yeah, you get like a group of your own guys. So more like the leadership role, kind of. But right, I think it's it's kind of putting them as like the difference between the person, you know, screaming on the on the corner, 
repent or die, right? That's what these guys are. Yeah. So like, yeah. Um, it's it's an it's an interesting concept, and when you look at the different tiers, it's uh, also very interesting. Um, like how how it comes along. So like when you look at tier, so first off, I want to say status brass zero, all the way through every single tier. Yeah. Yeah. So you ain't making money <laughs> on this one. Um, also your, your status in society, that means your status is really, really low. So it's this weird dichotomy of having a very low status, but you also can have the ability to influence people with your religious fervor, if you will. All right. So number one, start off with number one, which is a Z lot. Um, so your starting skills, dodge, endurance, heal, intimidate, intuition, lore sigmar, melee flail, and outdoor survival, which uh, melee flail is your money-making scale. But again, you're not really making money. Um, yeah. It's an interesting mix of it, – it, it almost seems like a uh, like a skill set for a fighter right the the way you know there's a lot heal endurance dodge um you know melee flail um pretty it's a pretty interesting mix of of skills but then when you get to the talents it's where things get crazy some of these talents that you get access at tier one so you get read and write and stone soup we've talked about stone soup before right that's to help you with kind of survival situations but berserk charge how about plus uh, giving you extra damage when you charge and then frenzy, frenzy is a crazy talent. It gives you, yeah. it gives you a strength bonus, a bonus to attacking. You can literally get extra attacks out of this. The downside is, is that once you're frenzied, either you go until they're dead or you're dead. There's, there's no image. <laughs> so, and then trappings is pretty simple. Tattered robes and a flail. So. Which a flail is actually decently expensive as a piece of equipment, so that's a nice thing to start with. But that's pretty much all you get. Yeah, that's definitely a great start. I mean, just with everything that you get, like heal, intimidate, outdoor survival, you're definitely prepared for the you know the outdoors. For sure, you got the stone soup. Don't get hungry. You know, if that's the way you role play, where you actually go into in depth with the food, this character will last you know a lot farther along treks, right journeys. Um, and then you got tier two. You are now a full-fledged flagellant. Still brass zero. <laughs> no money. But your skills, uh, you, you start to actually get, like, you can get art. Uh, choose, you know, what type of art you want to do. Uh, athletics, cool. Language, classical. Lore the Empire, which that's going to be cool. Uh, and range sling. That's interesting, range sling. You know, I wouldn't picture him. Being, ah, pull out a sling. <laughs> uh, talents, hardy, hardy, hatred. Yep. Uh, hatred, heretics, yeah. flagellants, is... and implacable. Man, implacable is legit. Yeah. To ignore a wound from bleeding, like that could literally save your your bacon. You could. That's one extra turn that you might be able to stand. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And one extra turn before you start making essentially death rolls. Mm -hmm. So, and then 
And then a flagellant gives you a bonus to your frenzy that we already talked about. Man, frenzy is so intense. Yeah. Flails are powerful. Like if you get your your melee flail up, oh my goodness. Yeah, that first turn of combat is gonna you're gonna deal like crazy damage. Like Deke has a flail uh, in our in our game. That's why every time he takes his first swing, he's dealing crazy damage. But yeah, I think the only thing I've seen do more damage than the flail is the uh, dwarven slayer axe. Yeah, that thing just cuts through things like butter. Oh my goodness, it really does. And damage twenty, like what? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's not man yeah with it has that uh uh the the right qualities as a weapon to just deal out the damage but flail flail does too but it's more of a oh, first oh, turn yeah. only kind of deal mm-hmm. yeah uh for trappings you get a placard religious symbol and of course that sling. And I can imagine, like, the placard, like, now you're starting at the point now where, you know, whatever coppers you've gotten in time, you know, or maybe someone gave it to you because you're so fervent and pray Sigmar and here's your placard, you know, <laughs> like, or, or you just made it yourself. I can just imagine, you know, you got your own, like, here's, you know, here's what I got to say. Pray Sigmar. <laughs> yeah. Pray Sigmar. Here's a placard. Now let me pin it to my skin. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> to pay it's for legit. to pay for my sins and to yep, pay for your sins. <laughs> All right, so tier three is a penitent, and uh, this one it's interesting. There's a little bit of a tweak here in the way the skills and everything goes. So you start off getting charm, language, any, lore, theology, and perception, um, and uh, so a little bit of a switch from some of those other ones. And I think it's interesting. By the time you get to Penitent, you have access to three different lore skills, two different language skills outside of your, you know, starting. Uh, that's pretty significant. It's kind of like, I don't right. want to say you're learned, right? You're not an academic, but you're like as close as you can get while being, you know, crazed and fervent in everything you do. Um, you know, it goes to show that you're well traveled. Right. Yeah. Like you travel around with, you know, with groups. You know, you mm-hmm. kind of go town to town, city to city. That's exactly. I right. mean, there's every place is, I guess, a worship of Sigmar. Even in up in the Northern Empire, there is still Sigmar worship. So, I guess, yeah, you would need a language, any, just to be able to go anywhere. <laughs> right. So some of the talents, um, field dressing, which is going to be a bonus to your healing, right? Um, furious assault. Now combine yes. furious assault, which gives you an extra attack in a lot of situation with frenzy. You could feasibly get three attacks in a round. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, <laughs> menacing gives you an intimidate bonus. Um, seasoned traveler. We just talked about that. Um, and religious relic, uh, is, is a trapping. So, Man, I almost think Penitent kind of, I don't want to say helps to round the character out, but it does spread it out a little bit more um, where where it's a little, it gives it a little bit more to do. But man, Furious Assault, man, Frenzy and Furious Assault, like I'll just straight up say this. If if you're a flagellant and you're going to stay in it, man, you better pick up Frenzy and you better work towards Furious Assault because that right there, that's the combo. 
I mean, uh, with my character Conrad with Fierce Assault, oh my goodness. It's like if your weapon goes high enough, you can like it, pretty much you get two su two successful hits. Yeah, it's just and you can kind of go toward the next like opponent if you down one. Right. <laughs> so it's awesome. Talking, I mean, you could yeah. just see this guy just smashing through the ranks. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, and I know they're talking about pennant, but with frenzy, like we said, you have to keep attacking, keep moving toward the target. Thank goodness you have Hardy because. You're not running away. You're staying and fighting. And if you don't, I mean, I don't see a flagellant wearing any armor. So one hit, it could knock you down. Right. Well, and man, that's, I've, I'm glad you brought up Hardy because, yeah, Hardy, Hardy might, in my opinion, might be one of the most significant talents out there. Like when, when I have access to Hardy in, in a career, it's not a question of if I'm going to buy Hardy. It is 100% <laughs> one of the first things mm -hmm. I'm going to buy when I have access to it. And probably twice at a minimum. <laughs> yep. That so, brings us to tier four, Prophet of Doom. That just sounds cool. That is. You also know uh, Prophet of Doom, I think, was what they called champions in the units of flagellants in the uh, war game. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Now for skills, this kind of entertain. This makes sense for speeches. Mm-hmm. Gonna rile up your group, get them all frenzied up, uh, and leadership, <laughs> which makes sense too. Uh, talents. This man, this guy. Oh my gosh. It's just I. I would kind of be a flagellant fool out and just go on like an attack spree if there's ever <laughs> yeah. fights. You, you get battle rage. Fearless heretics, frightening, which is powerful on, on itself. Uh -huh. If your opponents are scared, <laughs> you, you know they're gonna run or or they're screwed. Um, impassioned zeal, I mean, just stacking this guy. Yeah, I think battle rage is the most significant one because it lets you take a cool test to end frenzy, and this could be huge in a game because where you work yourself into the frenzy and you just break into the room and oh, there's a hundred goblins like. <laughs> Without yeah, battle rage, my mind. yeah, you're done. <laughs> you're like, you might take a lot of those goblins with you, but you're done. There's no running away. But battle rage would be like, oh, time to take a cool test. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wrong door. Wrong door, guys. My bad. <laughs> uh, then for trappings, of course, book religion. That could play a big role for your speeches. You know, you could hold up the book or pretending you're preaching from a book. This is huge followers. Now it's not just you. I mean, you got you got your whole little horde, right? Flagellants <laughs> and uh -oh. zealots or penitents or whatever you might have in there. But yeah, very, very, very cool. Yeah. Say all I can think about. I know it's like just a log of <laughs> flagellants just coming. Just oh, uh... <laughs> yeah, like like shoot from and afar, all... and you know, yeah. Exactly. It's like, are those people on yeah. fire? Oh no, they're just flagellants. Yeah. It's flagellants. Yep. I mean, I, you know, I mean, you just stack it. Like, I got my berserk charge. I'm charging. Then you got hatred, flagellant, applicable, frenzy, fierce assault, menacing. I got battle rage. You're fearless. You're frightening. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the thing. So, like, and this is this is one of those where. 
I guess we'll get into this later, but if you have a player that likes to play someone with a death wish, here you go. <laughs> and also, yes. I would invest in a VTT because, I mean, just having to go over every little talent you may have when it starts <laughs> stacking up. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, this would probably be the closest uh, humans have to a Slayer. Yeah, right? That You're yeah. not wrong. You know? So if you want to play Slayer, but don't roll a a door. There you go. Here's your flat to it. It's it's like a it's like a the glass slayer, right? Like it probably yeah. dish it out like a slayer, but it can't take it like a slayer. <laughs> oh, no, it cannot take it at all. I bet. I don't mean today but Hardy... we had a slayer take a damage seven hit with the arrow and just walked away. Not even yeah. well, he had like I think he took one wound. One wound, yeah. Due to his natural toughness. Right. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what roles can this career fill? So, like, I mean, obviously, there's only one. Yeah. (laughs) Like this, this thing, if you don't want to, if you're going to want to talk. So here's the thing, I guess, once you get to penitent, you, you could potentially act as a very weak face character. Um, You know, you, you have a little bit with getting access to charm. Um, You know, you might be able to like do something there, but really profit of doom again, getting leadership, having access to charm, being able to move your fellowship up. Sure, you could start to, like, fill sort of a face role. But again, I'm, I'm one of those things where, like, if, you, if you're wanting to play a face character, don't play, you, you don't, don't wait till you get to tier four. <laughs> there's, there's better options for you. So, so how do you guys think you would fit this career into an established adventuring party? Pretty easily you could put this in, you know? So, uh, what's the flagellant? Basically, you know, worshiper of Sigmar that wants to, you know, will fight to the end because the end of the world is coming. Okay, so what does that mean? You know, you're with a group of party that has to take out something, you know, in the name of Sigmar, they, we, go, we go forward to stop this bandit. Or for Sigmar, we're trying to stop this uh, beastman attack, you know. Honestly, I think a, a flagellant can work anywhere. Sure, maybe don't invite them to the very important diplomatic meeting. <laughs> you know, maybe put them outside where he can whip up a frenzy of the crowd. But I think a flagellant could really fit anywhere. Yeah, I think you said it with the uh, right. The any, anything that's an enemy of Sigmar, right? You have a reason, yeah. right? So if you're hey, we're trying to defeat this corrupt, blah, blah, okay, whatever, I'm in, right? Let's go destroy the enemies of Sigmar, wherever they are. You know, you could play the divinely guided to the group, right, or believes are divinely guided, right, by Sigmar. They're simply traveling and wandering the world, trying to, you know, warn the world of the end is near and to repent in the name of Sigmar. What better way to do that than to go with an adventuring party, right? Oh, Um, for sure. The one, the one like, trick. Go ahead. I was about to say, like, like I could easily see him being like a part of like a bounty hunter group. You know, he's mm-hmm. just that flagellant guy that's with that guy. You know, due to maybe he saved his life or something along that line. But just <laughs> that guy was like, "I'm glad you're on my side, and feel free to go in the door first. See, I feel <laughs> like that's a situation where it's like your party's out there, like, "All right, you go storm the the front door. I ain't storming the front door. No, you. Oh, I ain't gonna do it. Wait a second. Like, hey, Carl, hey, yeah, there's a guy that says he hates Sigmar in there. 
<laughs> and he just runs. Yep. <laughs> so I think the one thing that could be a potential issue, like I think about our group in our actual play where like <laughs> the theme of praise Maven has become so strong in our group. I imagine adding a Sigmarite, like, you know, flagellant to that group. The tension might be palatable. I'm just saying. <laughs> I I could see him duking them out with like godly favors. <laughs> yeah. To win over the group. <laughs> yeah. In some way, you know, just. Uh. It's like praise Maben. Maben's not going to burn down your yeah. your enemy for you. Yeah. You know, if your group is mostly centered in like uh the city or something along that line, maybe a flagellant might not be the best kind of person to have in your group for various reasons, whether you're staying at an inn or talking with the nobility or sneaking around, you know, he might not be the best uh choice. <laughs> right. Sigmar doesn't hide in the shadows. Exactly. Like, Dude, get down. Are you lighting your head on fire? <laughs> oh my god, he's not well he's not part of part of my group. Yeah, yeah, I don't know him. him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what about advancing into other careers? Are there any obvious options with good synergy? I I, I would say pretty much soldier. anything. Yeah, soldier. Anything that's fighting, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's pretty stacked with fighting yep. as is. Uh, I would say anything also like going into like a religious type career, like a priest or something like that. I could see yeah. that. And in my, in my young days, I was a flagellant and I, you know, but I've, I've changed my thinking, but I still serve Sigmar, you know, things like that. You know, there's a lot of different ways you could do it. I think the harder ones are going to be moving into an academic not from maybe a storyline part. There could be a good way for that. But like just from a pure, like the talents, like Frenzy isn't going to serve you as a scholar, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Any of the face careers, you're really not doing yourself a lot of help in this career, building the skills and talents that are there to move to a face career. So those would be ones that I would say would be like bad synergy. Yeah. I think they could easily move into like, like a ranger. Or like a scout, I should say. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, they would get kind of, it would kind of tie in along with the survival skills, but also, you know, he could get like some ranged, you know, ranged bow, things like that. Yeah. But that would all, also up stack his skills. You know, I, I, I was a flagellant, but now since I worked with the with the soldiers for so long, you know, I just eventually became like a scout. You right. Know? Exactly. <laughs> all right. So what type of player do we think would most enjoy this career? Oh, the gung-ho guy. Yeah, like Nolan said, if you can't be a slayer, or... be a flagellant. <laughs> like I always say, the melee guy, just the guy that wants to, you know, all right, roll for damage. Okay, you know, I'm going to nod off, wake me up when it's my turn again to roll for damage. <laughs> you know, like, don't get me wrong, like, they also are probably, if you enjoy making, like, the dramatic speeches and stuff like that. I think you would enjoy this character too, but the gung ho guy, you know, uh, as long point me to the enemy and you guys can think of it, uh, the strategy, right? I'm no. not sure if you guys remember, but, uh, when world of Warcraft was brand new, remember that YouTube video where the guy's like, Leroy Jenkins, Leroy yes, Jenkins. I was like, Oh, that guy. This, yeah, that guy. That's, you know what? 
I, man, I feel really bad. I should have named mine Leroy Jenkins. That that's perfect, Steve. That's this is a Leroy Jenkins career. It absolutely is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually wrote down. Okay, I mentioned this earlier. Any player that wants to play a character like with a death wish, like if you're if you're like, oh man, Woofrup, I love Woofrup. I can't wait to get a character in there and die in the most bloody way possible. Flagellant's a great way to go because you're just going to charge in and not care, right? There's no strategy. There's just destroy the enemy. And I agree, crazy, I would wrote down crazy or wild player, you know, and and especially someone like someone that feels that way, but also kind of knows the lore of Warhammer, I think could really get in that speech, kind of the, the religious side of it a lot and make it a very interesting, right? Not just, uh, I, you know, I'm dumb, point me at the enemy and let me go. Right. But there could be a lot of interesting role play within a group for someone that has a good understanding of, you know, the concept. I mean, you could easily sway sway crowds because Sigmar is such a big part of the Empire that, Mm -hmm. you know, once you get to that certain point, you know, like 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 you do you do hold sway over the minds of, you know who you're speaking with at the moment it could be a town, you know, help us fight, you know, this uh, got, got an extra 20 guys because of this to help fight, you know, this group. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are your final thoughts guys? I'd play it in a heartbeat. Oh, I, out I would home. definitely play it. Like, I think this, especially like a one shot. I think this would be a perfect character for a one shot. Man, I actually, I agree with you. I'd play this in a, in a heartbeat, but I also think this would be a great character for a campaign because this is a kind of character where you make the character and you go, I'm going to play really interesting and fun with this. But like, it's kind of like a slayer. When you roll that character up, you're playing it. You're going to have fun with it, but you know, the end is around the corner at some point. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's almost like you have the, the freedom to feel like, ah, I don't care. It's just a fate point, right? Like, man, today uh, we did a, a a game where one of our characters' first fate point got spent uh, in our actual play. And, man, <laughs> it was like a punch to the gut. Like, just, I just like, man. And it's like, I, I almost sat there and I'm like, don't do it. Don't, but, you know, I'm trying not to. I mean, as a GM, I feel like it's my goal to do it, do it. But like, man, it was, it was rough, but I feel like you're playing a flagellant or a slayer, either one. It's like, whatever, man, bring it. My character dies. I just make a new one. So, yep. yeah, I think this would be a lot of fun. One thing I would say is my final thoughts is this is not a subtle career. So like if you're, if you're into the role playing, like grand strategy or politics or any of that, this is not going to be a fun career for you, especially once you kick frenzy in, you're almost losing control of your own character at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Uh, good stuff. So that was the flagellant. So now let's talk about the flagellant of the North. Yep. So now we're going to take a little trip up uh, to Middenheim with the Wolfkin. So the Wolfkin will be on the, Mannheim City of White Wolf on page 154. What is the Wolfkin? Well, I mean, in short term, in layman's terms, basically uh, a flagellant for Ulrich. I mean, just bare bones, that's what a Wolfkin is. Mm. But it's a little bit more than that. 
So while we just discussed the flagellants are all gung-ho for, you know, Sigmar, point me at the enemy, you know, it's either Sigmar or, well, I wouldn't say the highway because usually the highway is what they call their flail when they're smashing it into their face. Uh, Wolfkins are a little bit more, I guess, reserved than that. Like, they see it as, you know, Ulrich the I guess not true God, but like kind of that to them. They're not so much zealots as in they they want to be left alone because that's how they see they can uh, worship Ulrich. So that's not to say they won't ever join an army uh, to help rid the world, you know, from Norskins, beastmen's, goblins, orcs, bandits, um, even tax collectors if they say <laughs> think they're doing evil. Um. But mostly they they're by themselves solidary kind of people. Yeah, I think you you hit it right on we because we're comparing these two. This is why one of the reasons we did these together in an episode is uh, when you look at the uh, city of the White Wolf, where you have in that book the the alternate career chart for rolling on um, uh, flagellant is completely replaced by the wolfkin and it's supposed to represent when you're rolling for like middenheimers middenlanders and nordlanders right that northern yeah. piece and i think you, another thing you hit on too right where it's easy to compare to right where flagellants you're just as likely to see with an adventuring group as you might see them like in a group right the prophets all with their burning torches and everything right like they're they're much more social flagellants are than what you would consider the wolfkin the wolfkin are more solitary where they come together like um i think in one description right the wolfkin show up in town you might get just similar to a flagellant like you might feed them and give them a little something they gather together they protect the the village from a beastman attack and then they melt into the forest not asking for thanks or anything you know it's just it's what they do they fight the enemies of ulrich and yeah, it's it's a fascinating concept with the Wolfkin. They're much uh, more the wild men, right? Like I think of flagellants as the crazy, like doom is coming on the street corner, you know, going out with the army to defeat, right? Like they're like compared to the the wild men, the men of the wild, like, you know, the <laughs> Wolfkin, right? Like they're, are they wolf? Are they somewhat wolf? Like in... You can even get into that too, right? There's a, a you know, a way to roll a wolfkin together where you can actually get one of the. Uh, we talk about it in the Middenheim book. Uh, what do they call that? I'm uh, Child of Ulrich, I believe it Ulrich. is. Yeah, where yeah. you can actually morph into a wolf. So, cool stuff. Yeah, it's fascinating. And like, like through all the like skills, like it's similar to the flagellant, but you know, with some differences. You know, like mm -hmm. you know, here and there. You know. You know, instead of uh, let's say dodge, you got climb. You know, at the beginning, you know, which which makes sense. I mean, you're in the mountains, climbing. You know, would be more mm. of a preferred thing. But they're so similar, but yeah, way different. But yet, yeah, same same. Right. <laughs> well, let's let's get into it. All yeah. right. So, and uh, first off, I'll just go right away. So, for your first three tiers, uh, your brass one, and then for your fourth one. The Wolf Brother, you're a brass too. So you actually can earn money as a wolfkin. 
which I guess is kind of nice because unlike the flatulent, nobody's going to open a door up to a wolfkin because a wolfkin will either I die in the wilderness or I survive the wilderness. There's really no, you know, uh, in between. Yeah. So yeah, uh, your first tier is called a survivor and you're a brass one. So for skills, you'll have climb, pool, endurance, heal, intimidate, intuition, lore Ulrich, melee basic, melee brawling, and outdoor survival. And outdoor survival will be your money-making skill. This is the first career ever where we have 10 starting skills. So all other careers have eight skills to start. Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't notice that. So what ended up happening is in the original PDF, they only had eight, but they didn't have climb or melee basic in there. And which which I thought was a little weird. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the climb I get, but the melee basic I thought was weird just because your trappings are a hand weapon, but you can never get better with a hand weapon. I thought that was weird. And, you know, one thing I think we should probably touch on is the advanced scheme, too, real quick, because okay, yep, it's very similar. <laughs> also, uh, human is the only, I don't know if we mentioned that, but human oh. is the only one that can be a wolf can. But, yeah, so for survival, your advanced scheme is weapon skill, strength, and toughness. I believe the same as, yes, the same as, as the, the flagellant. Yep. You'll always be you'll be good with your melee. Uh, it's basically going to be a big theme with the Wolfkin as well. So let's see. And for talents, we have Berserker Charge, Frenzy, Stone Soup, and Rover. And Rover is very nice. Basically, Rover lets you move better in cities, which I'm surprised actually. Uh, Zealots does not have Rover. Yeah, so instead of Rover, they got Read Write, which mm-hmm. um, kind of makes sense. The Sigmarites are more about the preaching aspect, right? Where the Ulrichans are more about, like you said, surviving the wild. Um, yeah. And I, but I mean, again, Berserk Charge and Frenzy right up front, right? I mean, okay, yeah. Again, you can you're the same the same thing. Tier one. Like, man, you kick off that that frenzy with Berserk Charge, you are going to hit hard, and you're not going to stop until they're dead or you're dead. <laughs> also, before I go to Tier 2, the Wolf Cup, uh, something else I wanted to point out. I think Wolfkin, so far that we've reviewed, is probably the easiest to level up if trappings is a must-have in your game. Because for... It's always a hand weapon and the clothes on your back to go from a survivor to wolf cub, a wolf cub to wolf kin. And then for to become a wolf brother, you have to have the respect of other wolf kin. So, yeah, that's all in all. If uh, you're a GM for this game and you say to your players, hey, you got to have trappings in, you know, this game and all that stuff, wolf kin is probably the easiest to do because. You start out with everything. There you go. You know, you never really have to worry about getting the trappings. Right. Now, True. so I wanted to back up real quick because you'd said Rover. It's about it's about stealthiness in rural settings. Uh, yeah, unless they're looking for you, like actually right. looking for you. 
you can go unnoticed. Right. Right. So if they're not right, that's, and that's like huge, huge, depending yeah. on what you're looking to do as a, as a player, right? Man, you could easily ambush uh-huh. folks in battle, stalk mm-hmm. someone, track someone like, yeah, yeah there that's we go. huge. Uh, you know, another thing that's interesting about this career, it's, it's breaking a lot of the quote unquote norms that we normally see for these careers. It's namesake doesn't come until tier three. So, right. It's yep. the, the career. That's another thing I wanted to uh, yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Usually you got your tier two and that's your that's name true. of the class and name of the tier, but right. yeah, not until a tier three, which it's pretty cool. Not like a big deal, but I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. No, it's just, it fits the progression better. I like the idea of wolf cub, wolf can, wolf brother. <laughs> yeah. I like the first one, like Survivor. <laughs> I'm just surviving, yeah. man. Straight up. It's harsh out here. I'll probably die. Yeah. <laughs> Tier two, uh, you are a wolf cub, still brass one, and your advanced scheme will be willpower. So just like the flagellant, willpower at Tier two. Yeah, they're so exactly for- the same except for Tier four for the yes. scheme. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For skills, you have athletic, dodge, War Beasts, War Herbs, and Stealth Rural, rural, which will help with Rover. Man, it's yeah, it's so it's so like good, right? The the bust the lore herbs and the lore beasts again. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is just drips of I'm in the wild, right? Yeah, which is kind of hilarious. Um, like we said, you know, he's the. The old-fashioned, you know, the Northmen, you know, the people that would become berserkers. They're just going to be out in the wilderness and fight monsters and embrace the cold. Which, like I said, would make a lot more sense if you were doing really nothing in the cities. Right. All right, so for talents, we have Acute Sense, Any, Hardy, Implacable, and Strider, Any. And Strider is also very good. Basically, you ignore all difficult terrain in that type. So, you know, you're trying to find some beastmen, Strider any, you're weaving in and out of the woods. You could keep up with the beastmen you're right. tracking. Or Strider Swamp. or Strider. There's so many ones yeah. you could choose. An acute sense, man, any, being able to choose, like, and man, there's so many, like, your initial thought is just take oh, vision. Yeah. Right? But I could see. Hearing, though. Hearing, hearing or smelling yeah. could be really mm-hmm. beneficial, right? Like, think about, man, I'll take first watch. That perception test on, man, on hearing is going to be huge. I'd say, yeah, go hearing because um, at night, you know, you don't have night vision. You can't see as well in the dark. Hearing's not affected by the dark. Right. So, and then trappings. Hand weapon and the clothes on your back. Yeah. <laughs> John, you already you already have it. There yep. you go. Already there. <laughs> All right. And now for tier three, we have the Wolfkin, which is also still a brass one. You have now navigation, perception, and track. Yes. And uh the advanced scheme is initiative. So, you know, more more tracking and stuff, you know. So yeah. basically the Wolfkin is gonna be a lot of Basically tracking down enemies and surviving the wilderness. 
We got talents. We got field dressing, furious assault, orientation, and seasoned traveler. I just want to point out furious assault again, combined with frenzy, man, <laughs> the combat potential for this, this crazy wild person. <laughs> Wolfkin is yeah. crazy. Like three attacks. If he keeps going. Yeah. Mm. And if you're playing with the death blow special rule, you you <laughs> could just keep on moving. Yep. <laughs> Not to toot my own horn early, but I think we finally found our careers. If you can't uh, roll up a dwarf slayer, you know, before it's like, oh man, how am I supposed to do damage with uh, a dwarf slayer? Now you don't have to. Wolf can or flagellant. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, now a wolf brother at tier four. You are now brass two, so you're slightly better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and for that, you have agility, which. You know, like we, you're not going to be conversing a whole crowd into a frenzy, but you're going to be able to dodge a crowd. Man, this, so that's this, kind of nice. This whole career from tier one to tier four, man, just drips of the wild woodsman wolf person. Like it's oozing with the theme. It's it's good <laughs> for skills, animal care, and swim. So that swim's always good. If you ever stuck in a river, swim, you got to get out. Uh, Steve knows. For, yeah, I was going <laughs> to oh, say, yeah. you guys know from the very first uh, episode. Yeah. One of the first rules <laughs> I had to look up in a game was drowning rules. <laughs> I got the best start, but hey, we survived. <laughs> right? Yeah, you did. Uh, so, yep, talents. We have Battle Rage, which, you know, helps with Frenzy. Fearless Beastman. Never have to worry about beastmen uh, scaring you. Frightening and impassioned zeal. And for the trappings, hand weapon, the clothes on your back, and the respect of other wolfkin, which I I think is maybe a bit easier now looking at all these skills and talents. Yeah, I I definitely think... um, And it's interesting, impassioned zeal is kind of the only talent or skill that we really get that has anything to do with like a fellowship based anything um but yeah you're right um honestly i would argue if you moved up through all these tiers i'm willing to bet by the time you got to tier four you probably already have respect to the other wolfkin i don't know maybe maybe not i mean who knows what the story might bring but yep yeah i love love trappings like that right respect of other wolfkin or like the 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 shame of the uh, Slayer is just like the these are trappings that just drip with story and I love it. That and, and it's not just a simple okay. I need a great uh, great axe. All right, that's easy to get. You know, it's something you actually have to think about with the uh, the story. Right. Exactly. All right. So, what roles do we think the the wolf can fills all together now? Yep, melee fighter, right? Melee, yep, yeah, fighter. Yeah, Though, stalker uh, fighter. Yeah, I do say this. Um, where the the flagellant struggles to have any sort of secondary role, um, until maybe tier four. Like I said, you could maybe do like a fellowship base, a face. Um, 
the Wolfkin doesn't have that problem. By I would say by tier two, you could be a very a very good scout um, or support. And by tier three, you kind of double down with with the different things you have. I would say <clears throat> tracking, navigation, lore herbs could be huge to a group in a stuck in the wilderness. Lore beast, understanding, stealth, rural, all those you know, rover and strider, man. All those things could be massive orientation and field dressing, right? They just, there's a lot of ways. Like, again, if you're stuck in the woods or lost in the woods, if you will, you could do a lot worse than having a wolfkin with you. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, what was it? I think orientation helps with getting lost. So you always know where uh, north is. Uh, yep. Which direction is north at the glimpse of stars, trees, or whatever signs you are familiar with? Look at that. You know, it's there you go. easy peasy. What careers would probably not be a great synergy with? Probably anything academic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like the courtier stuff. Yeah. It's probably going to want to stay away from that. Mm-hmm. Messenger. Yeah, <laughs> you're the scariest messenger around. I don't know. Well, I mean, if you're trying, if you need someone to deliver a message and they have to go through the middle of the Drakwald, they might be a good choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like everyone else we've sent has failed. They haven't arrived. It's like the Wolfkin's like, I'll do it. Yeah, I agree. Anything, man, depending on what you're doing, anything that's like a rural, um, scouts and hunters and bounty hunters um anything a soldier or fighter could benefit from all the stuff yeah like we said academics probably anything in that would probably not be a great fit and also remember whenever we say would not be a good fit we are not saying never do this it's just with their talents and skills you might have a rougher time right how would you guys fit this into an established party. Uh, oh. I was going to say, you know, oh, just like the Wolfkin. Sorry, not, not like the Wolf. Yeah, just like the Wolfkin that we just talked about. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say just like the Flagellant, but no. While the Flagellant would be an easier time, a Wolfkin, you need somebody to help you track through the Drakwald. Hey, there's a big uh, Minotaur that's been destroying this town. We need help. You know, check out Ultric, the uh, wolfkin that's in this part of the forest. He's been hunting that monster for a week. So, right, I think that would be a good way to get into him. Like, hey, you guys need uh, help through the forest. You not need tracking down a big monster or anything like that would probably be the easiest way to get a wolfkin in. Yeah, like a hired scout or guide or hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yep, yep, exactly. Or you got like, or like Nolan said, you know, you got uh, an adventure hook where the beastmen are are involved and tie in with the scouting, and they're helping mm-hmm. you track, you know, this, you know, this tribe, uh, things like that. Or just, yeah, just like exactly what you guys said. I don't even know what I'm saying now. Obviously, <laughs> I'm going to say exactly what you're saying and say it just like you guys said. <laughs> Well, there's always just hand wave it and say it's all Rick's will that you join this party. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> so just replace Sigmar with Alric there and it works. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the Norse flagellant. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 
That's well, and and I think that'll take us into what type of player would most enjoy this career. Which is it uh, any I different? I would say like a loner, not so much so? different, but maybe just like a smaller group or like a loner group. Um, like I don't like using the the D and D term, you know, the lone wolf character because you're an adventuring party. There really shouldn't be a lone wolf. Uh, like but the Lone Rangers. <laughs> yeah, the Lone Ranger. Maybe somebody that, on it, like, uh, kind of like a bounty hunter. You know, like, oh, I've been tracking this one monster for ever. Maybe somebody that likes the thrill of the hunt or like scouting and stuff like that. Like that'd probably be a perfect player to play this role. So one, so I'd like, I, I really want to compare this to the flagellant and, and, and I want to say this, right? So like, if you think about a flagellant in a tavern versus a wolfkin in tavern, right? The flagellant is standing on the table, you know, telling people the doom is near, repent for your sins, you know, blah, 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 where the wolfkin's the one sitting in the shadowy corner, you know, feeling yeah. far, far away from the fire, right? Like it's the... <laughs> the difference between repent sinners and I don't want to talk to you, you know, like that's the difference. So like it, you have to think about that with the way a player might want to play it too. I still think this is another career that someone that, Hey man, if you like want to, I want a character that I'm going to get in, get dirty. And if I die, I don't care. I mean, this fits that bill too. <laughs> you, yeah. Access to frenzy um, and all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or like, or like someone that wants to play like a bodyguard type of role. Right. You know, you just have to be, you know, well-versed in tracking and outdoors survival. And, you know, you just happen to want to protect a certain par- certain person or you, you're getting paid to. Right. That could also play a role. Or someone that feels like my character is more in touch with nature than society. Like that yeah. would fit really well, too. The old ways versus the new way. Yeah, right. Because Ulrich mm-hmm. is kind of the old gods, right? Similar to like Tall and right, not like yeah. the newer gods. And so, yeah, I like that. Well, remember, Sigmar when he was uh, a man, he worshipped Ulrich. Yeah, that's true. So, and actually, I was just about to point that out. Like, don't don't so, call a Sigmarite that or a flagellant. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That, here's the thing, though: Wolfkin and a flagellant would not really get along at all. No, no, they would not. Because, <laughs> you know, Wolfkin, Ulrich is the true god, and Sigmar, you know, they don't like heretics. And what would a worshiper of Ulrich kind of be? Oh, man, could you imagine a party that included both a Wolfkin and a Flagellant? Fighting wouldn't be an issue. Infighting <laughs> would be. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I will say this, if you had the two, the right players the, the that knew how to role play well, had an idea of the story and the GM was on board and they both players were able to separate themselves from their characters. That could be an amazing party, always full of conflict, right? Like it's the, it's kind of like the, you put the two people from two completely different cultures together that hate each other. But by the end of the movie, their best friends like i could yep. see a storyline with that you know turn turner and hooch yeah type story yeah a turner and hooch type story 
or they might kill each other in a pvp so (laughs) say uh i was gonna say lord of the rings where it's like i never thought i'd die side by side with a flagellant (laughs) oh that's good all right so just because uh i've always joked with you guys on this i like the wolfkin probably more than the flagellant but honestly both great classes the wolfkin and the flagellant are very good for melee yeah, I agree. And it's in some ways it's a straightforward, right? Like you're not learning mm-hmm. all these crazy spe- fancy dueling stances and things like that. It's you frenzy yeah. and charging. <laughs> That's your I was about to say my final thoughts are, you know, it's just kind of like if you're, you know, just like the fly the flagellant, if you're that gung-ho person, you know, not really I wouldn't say a care for attacking, but more like that character. That's what you are. Uh, definitely this is your character and de- definitely like once you get to a certain point where you get all those ta- talents and skills you know you can branch off to a different career and just have like a plethora of just a monster of attacking and yeah. you know go into some yeah. other career but just for the gung-ho fighter that doesn't want to think too much but just kind of action and you got the talents and skills to attack and attack well i think these two careers are are more you're liking flagellant and wolfkin will do the job nicely agreed all right are we ready for the character i think so let's do it all right all right now that our review is complete uh, we're going to put our creative juices to the test with the build-off we your host will each have taken one of the of the careers uh, we just described and have made a character in the hopes to outdo each other in contests of coolness and creativity. Uh, once we've reviewed our creations, we'll then put them to the test and have you, the community, vote and tell us who wins the contest. Each of us will be signed one of the careers we reviewed, and then we must create a character using the normal character creation rules. In addition, once we have completed character creation, we receive a thousand earned experience to advance our characters however we like. Now that we've created our characters, we'll present them, giving a little bit of background and taking you through our character creation advancement process, explaining why we made their choices we did. And again, this Old Worlders is where you come in. You can follow the links in the show notes and vote. We're posted polls on our webpage and on Twitter. So go out there and vote and tell us who you think had the coolest character and gets bragging rights over their fellow co-host. So on this one... Matt was going to join us, but he ended up not feeling well and couldn't record with us today. The way it's going to work is uh, Steve and I both had the flagellant. Um, we made a flagellant character, and Nolan made a Wolf King character. So I think this should be really interesting. I'm super excited to get into this. I've I've lost, like I said, I've lost the last two I've been in, so I'm 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 rearing for revenge. We'll see if I can uh, can make it happen. So who wants to go first? I think I'll go first. All right. Get, uh, Do uh, it up. Flagellants, my flagellants out the way. <laughs> All right. So, sir, for species, definitely, um, I did. I rolled a human, <laughs> <laughs> so I got the plus twenty experience points. I want to. Uh, I want to for... point out here. Sorry to interrupt, Steve, but I want to point out. Yeah, Matt told me that he rolled on his character he rolled a halfling again like he never rolls what a non-human odds? except when human is the only option so also like one percent of a chance it's like yeah two to five and i got that one percent you did too? i got a, 
Uh, I rolled a 99, which I believe is oh, a high wow. up. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Uh, yep. <laughs> so it was like, really? Wow. Risk like, like man. It's guaranteed experience, but no, <laughs> apparently not. You have a 90% chance of getting those 20 experience points. And both yep. you and Matt <laughs> rolled the 10%. Wow. That's great. Wow. Yeah. Uh for class and career, definitely I, I, I rolled, I tried, but nope, I had to choose it. So I got zero experience, experience points for choosing the career. Uh, for my attributes, I'm just going to list them off now, you know, with all kind of my, my upgrades, my advances here. I'm just going to list of what it became at the end. Okay. Uh, my weapon skill is 40, ballistic skill 27, strength 41, toughness 40, initiative 29, agility 29, dexterity 27, um, initiative 27, no, intel, intelligence 27, <laughs> willpower 33, and fellowship 44. Uh, Man, with you wounds had some 50. Low wow. rolls, dude. So I had some good rolls, I had some bad rolls. So I kind of, you know, I took the 25 experience points for generating them, then randomly rearranging them. Yeah. That way yeah. they kind of fit better toward my character. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, my starting fate is, or was two, my starting resilience one, my extra points are three. Uh, at the end, I got Final Fate 2, Final Resilience 3. Uh, his motivation is right you're the missing, wrongs. You're missing one there, man. Yeah, you're missing one. You should have six total. six. You, you start with... Three. I ended up with Final Fate 3, <laughs> Final <laughs> Resilience 3. Okay. For a total of six. Uh, motivation, right the wrongs. I, I I think that could apply to a lot of you know little uh -huh. little stories. Uh, for my character advances um, that I already listed counted uh, weapon skill. I put a two toward weapon skill, three toward toughness to round them up to forty nice. to get that bonus. Uh, for my skills uh, with the five advances, I chose charm, cool, and gossip. Skills with three advances: leadership, lore, Reichland, and animal care. Uh, for my talents, I got doomed. I put your death. Let's see here. Your death will come at the time you choose. <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of made it like a last stand thing, you know. Did you randomly so, roll that one, or did you make that one? Um, I randomly rolled it on some website I found oh. that randomly rolled do doomings. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. Yeah. That's that yeah. kind of sounds like a last stand kind of like, this is it. Right. I'm going down or you are. <laughs> Which fits. Um, I got, I chose suave. Um, I got really lucky on my random rolls. I got acute sense. I chose hearing. Uh-huh. I got nimble fingered plus five to dexterity, which I already count counted when I listed off my stats, sure. and very strong plus five strength, so that ever I mm, already nice. counted. So it's just yeah, really stacked up. Um pretty much across the boards, I chose pretty much all five for my 48 advances with mm -hmm. my skills for my career. Uh I did choose four on some of them, but I just bumped up my melee flail up to ten, you know. So mm. I just took, you know, ones from random ones and chose ten. Uh, I chose Frenzy, of course, for my talent. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Plus one act per turn, of course, you know, with the willpower test. My trappings, of course, Ted Robes Flail. Uh, so, yeah, so this guy's pretty much stacked. Um, his name is Grieve Alton. Nice. He's 22 nice. years old. His height is 5'10", hair dark brown, 
eyes green. Those were all rolled at random. I left them as is. So he's a young guy, young pup. But in the old world, he's <laughs> middle age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so total, I had 1,045 points to spend. And I'll be honest, I spent 1,050. Um, I figure it wouldn't matter too much with five extra points. Oh, you hear that, uh, listeners? Mark him down. That? Don't vote for him. You hear that? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, for talents, I chose a stone soup. You know, I imagine, you know, my character's going to be mm -hmm. trekking. I just want to make sure he's able to, you know, feed himself for the long haul. Uh, I chose read and write, of course. It'd be nice to read the scripture that I'm going to be spouting out. I chose Berserk Charge, of course. Of course. <laughs> and based off the storyline I chose, I literally spent 750 points on Melee Flail skill point advances. Wow. Advances 11 through 30. This guy's now hitting on a 70. Wow. Wow. So I, so I bulked him up for the long haul in the future of, hey, man, you don't have much armor. Either you swing and kill or hurt or you're dead. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, that was a lot of points. Um, but, you know, it's kind of how I stacked up Conrad as well. I didn't spend a lot of points on a lot, of, a lot of other stuff. I just made sure he'd be able to survive in combat, you know, mostly. Right. Barring any strange, strange roles. Uh, any so for the background... Uh, I, you know, Grieve is just kind of a normal guy living in a small town. So he was born into a normal family. If you call having a fervent priest or father normal, um, <laughs> he lived on a farm and early on, he knew in order to do Sigmar's will, he, he needed to be out in the world fighting for him. You know, for years he toyed with the notion to go off into the world, you know, doing his chores. Uh, but it wasn't until he was 21, his calling day, as he recalls it came the next summer. As he was digging a hole for the family farm to start a new well, he noticed a metal object sticking out of the dirt about two to three feet down. To his amazement, it was a flail. It was no ordinary flail. It was very heavy and ornate. Carvings adorned it. Uh, to have been in the dirt that deep, it must have been there for a very long time, yet the flail was unrusted. Its metal shining like it was just crafted. Reeve li lifted it up into the sky and maybe just by happenstance, a light reflected off it just enough to reach his face. He took that as the sign. <laughs> so for, he told his father, he told the village, the village fully backed him, whatever he wanted to choose. They, they thought he was anointed by Sigmar, praise be Sigmar. You know, from that on his status, you know, he was taken care of, he was fed, he was brought <laughs> gifts. Uh, but during that time, for seasons, he practiced lifting and using the flow given to him by Sigmar, uh, for the rest of that summer, the next fall, the winter, the next spring, uh, just breaking and smashing trees, you know, practicing, getting stronger and stronger until the flail felt like a feather to him. Man. So by that time, he was ready. With his father's blessing and the town's blessing, he started off on his journey, not knowing where it would take him now, um, but knowing he'd be used by Sigmar. That's kind of like his start, his intro into whatever group he might find, his backstory, why he's good uh, with the flail, and, you know, account for his high skill points right from the get-go. And, of course, you know, the GM would assign, uh, you know, decide whether, you know, the flail is a special flail, maybe have some quality to it. But, yeah. you know, that'd be kind of out of my hands because even Grieve does not know. He just knows it's special. <laughs> wow. that well, That's good. Yeah, no, I don't want to follow that, Nolan. You want to go? <laughs> that was really good, Steve. Okay, so I took uh, the Wolfkin, 
So I did not get a uh, roll human. I got a high elf. So I'd give up my easy 20 experience. But since we got the new uh, three regions, I did something. At least what I was going to do is I rolled a, a D3 uh -huh. and picked the which of the regions I was from. And I rolled a two. So I got Middenlander, which nice. honestly is the one that I kind of wanted since they seem to be more, I guess, combat oriented. Yeah, they're more outdoorsy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I guess that I was really fortunate with that. But yeah, I got Middenlander. Uh, let's see. So uh, and then for my attributes, pretty decent. Uh, my lowest one is a fellowship, which was at a 27 highest. Weapon score, 35. Strength for 39. Toughness for 37. So pretty decent and high on those. So I'm very much getting a good weapon melee kind of character. Uh, fate and Resilience. I got to uh, start with two Fate, one Resilience. And with my three extra points, I just kind of like to round them out. So final three Fate and final three Resilience. You know, just for this, I just like to make those out of the way. Motivation is Ulrich. So anything uh, for the worship of Ulrich, my character will do. Uh, I put in three in toughness and one in strength for my five advances that I get and one in weapon score. I really wanted to round out my toughness and strength since we all know that extra one uh, on the bonus Usually can mean life or death. Uh-huh. So my five uh, skill advances, I did five in melee basic, five in outdoor survivor, uh, five in leadership, three advances in cool, three in gossip, and three in intimidate. Alrighty. So because I'm a min and lander, I decided not to take a dooming and get an extra roll uh additional random talent uh that's cool man i love oh, yeah, random okay. talent yeah. table. Mm -hmm. so i love doom don't get me wrong i love doom oh cause... i love doom too and but... i always love thinking of all oh, a good dooming but with my character uh the northerners don't really care right. too much about dooming so they're like no i'm not doing that uh i took warrior born so that's uh plus five to weapon score and now for my four random talents, let's see. Uh, so my four, I got luck, nimble fingered, uh, attractive, and ambidextrous. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that's nice. yeah, that's where my kind of luck came in. And then I took for my free advance, I didn't take frenzy. Uh, honestly, even through all the level ups, I never took Frenzy. You never took Frenzy? Wow. No, I took uh, Berserker Charge instead. But yeah, I I never took Frenzy. Okay. Because you kind of have to whip up yourself into a Frenzy, uh, a, a willpower roll. And my willpower is not really that great. So okay. I figured uh, I may not get it that much. So I didn't take uh, it. Huh. That's smart. Yeah. At least you won't have to worry about losing control of your character when you just start. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I start just going everything. Yep. Uh, and then for my career skills, I did five and everything. Yeah. Well, it can't be five and everything because there's only ten. There's ten skills. So which two did you not put five in? 
Oh, right, right, right. Uh, I did not put five in uh, evaluate and gossip. Okay, yeah, good choice. Yep, I forgot that wasn't, yeah. <laughs> and then class trappings, uh, hand weapon and the clothes on my back. So pretty easy to write down. Uh, my guy's name is uh, Utrecht Tar. So very much, you know, uh, a young pup also at 22. I guess, I guess, kind of short at five, five three. You know, when I, I'm six three in real life, so I guess anything below uh, five feet to me is short. So maybe that's kind of mid. I don't know really. <laughs> uh, golden blonde hair and pale blue eyes. Uh, for spending my experience, uh, I spent two hundred right away to level up. Took a, uh, I took Hardy, Impeccable, and Strider Woodlands. Uh, wanted really much to get those. Uh, spent another two hundred to get Furious Assault, and took that twice. And then spent the rest of uh, and then spent one advance in Weapon Score to get that at a forty-two. So my basics, well, melee basic is now a 52. Not as impressive as Steve's 70, wow. but yeah, I say pretty decent enough. Alrighty. So Uchtar, uh was a young man into a village up in Minenlander. However, one day a small priest of Moor came around and talked to his friends about their dooming. Utrecht did not like this at all. Convince his friends convince him that their death is already predetermined. He scoffed at this and went in to become a wolfkin. However, over the years, his zealotry and hatred of Sigmar and all those southern worshippers grew and grew and grew and more until he had a slight falling. He decided one day that he had enough of this and was going to take the whole world back for Aldrich. For yeah, for Aldrich. However, one day the priest of Aldrich got word of this and sent a letter to him and said, "Would you really risk the life of peace and compromise with the all with the Southerners of Sigmar?" And Utrecht just said three words back: "I choose war." Oh dang! And that is Utrecht. Urichtar. Wow. So basically, my character, yep, nice. <laughs> uh, he's had enough of this. Uh, it's he to him. Uh, he wouldn't go with Somar saying Sigmar is basically chaos, but to him, it's either Ulrich or nothing. Wow, that's cool. That's a good character, man. Cool, cool. Uh, yep. I should have gone first. I don't have to follow you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll give it a shot. Let's see how this goes. Ooh, all right. So I also had a flagellant. Um, I did roll my human, um, got my 20 XP. I did not roll my uh, flagellant career, however, so nothing there. I uh, I ended up taking the random and rearranging them. So for 25 XP, um, I honestly had some pretty, like, you know, middle of the road rolls. I had one roll. My high roll was like 36. Everything else was like 32, 29. 26 so uh. nothing like big so i just rearranged them to make more sense for my character concept i ended up with putting having two fate and four resilience um i feel like 
Uh, this character's resilience is a lot more than his fate. Um, and I think you'll see why when we get to his story. I did dump fi all five of my uh, characteristic advances into toughness, you know, bringing that up to a 38. So moving on with the species skills, I put five advances into charm, cool, and leadership. And three advances into lore, Reichland, melee basic, and language, wastelander. As far as my uh, talents, um, my I got doomed, and I did roll for this one, and I got the witch's word shall write your doom, mm. which is interesting. Mm. Uh, man, that's one of those where I don't even. Sometimes I'll put my entire uh, character concept behind like the dooming, but uh, on this one, I feel like this is more of a one. I'm just going to hand this to the GM and be like, "Have fun." Let me, oh, exactly let, work with it yeah let me know what happens because it's going to be great um <laughs> uh so i i took suave and then i was trying to go suave and savvy and i'm like my guy's not super intelligent i in fact put like a 25 in his intelligence but then i rolled savvy as my first random so that which bumped it up to 30 i got luck and sturdy for my uh next two um random ones and then I did put five into each of the starting skills uh, to prepare me to move up. I took I took read write as the talent at the start and not frenzy, um, but don't worry, I get frenzy later um, because I I think my character starts off with the ability to read, and uh, so normal trappings right flail tattered clothes you know the normal class stuff. Um, we have a little spot here in our uh, character creation track tracking log. That says purchase trappings, and I wrote ha because you know brass hero. Yeah. You don't get any starting money. So, <laughs> um, my character's name is the Herald. Mm. He actually doesn't have an actual name. He's just known as the Herald, and we'll get into that in the uh, the the storyline for him. But um, he's twenty years old, but he looks like he's forty due to all the exposure to the elements. Um, he's uh, short, only 4'11", um, with blonde hair and black eyes. And we'll talk about ambitions later, but at the end, uh, I ended up with 1,045 XP to spend. Uh, so to get started, um, I spent 125 experience to bring my weapon skill uh, to 5, to bring it up to 36, and then 125 experience for um, my strength, uh, to give it 5, to bring it up to 34. And then I did put two more into toughness. So to bring that up to an even 40. So at this point, my wounds are now up to 14 wounds. Then I took the talent Berserk Charge for 100 and Frenzy for 100. And uh, then I went up to Career Upgrade to Flagellant for 100. And then Hardy. I took Hardy twice for 300 XP, which brings my wounds to 22 Wow. Um, yeah. Beast. Yep. Like a, it's like a dwarf. <laughs> and then I took a hundred XP into the talent implacable because man, the ability to stave off bleeding just seems like a really important talent. Um, <laughs> and then honestly, at that point, I only had a few experience left. I put, you know, I upgrade, I put um, some into one advance into art icons uh, to bring it to 30 one into language classical to bring it to 31, one into lore the empire to bring it to 31. And then I put four into range sling to bring that to 30, um, which brings me to like the even uh, 1045. So let's talk about my character, the Herald. The Herald no longer remembers his name. 
Whether this is an intentional choice or a cruel trick of fate, he's no longer sure. He does remember that he left some river town in his past due to a terrible dream showing death and destruction while he was standing on a battlefield alone, surrounded by bodies and covered in blood. He joined a group of flagellants as he tried to seek Sigmar and find the meaning of his dream. This group of flagellants went to battle with the Empire's armies. Uh, during the battle, to the Herald's shame, he was terrified and tried to run away. However, they were surrounded, and in a desperate attempt to avoid a beastman's axe, the Herald climbed an upright pole from a destroyed war machine while screaming for Sigmar at the top of his lungs. The army and the rest of the flagellants looked up to see the Herald chanting heroically to Sigmar and daring any man or beast to challenge him or his god. The beastman army roared in defiance and attempted to destroy this living symbol, but the other flagellants and the entire Empire army rallied around the bravest and most Sigmar-inspired person they had ever seen. In truth, where the others saw him defiantly challenging beastmen, he was screaming in terror. Where they saw tears of rage at the death of Sigmar's people, he was weeping at the thought of his own death. Where they saw bravery beyond measure, he was simply trying to run away. The beastmen were defeated that day, and now the herald has become a symbol, literally. Every day, from sunrise to sunset, the herald climbs his specially modified flagpole and spouts platitudes of Sigmar. He is revered and inspires an army of flagellants and soldiers alike. He isn't given a tent to sleep in, for who needs a tent when Sigmar provides all the shelter needed for the soul? He is never given any rations, for obviously he would refuse them as he cares more for Sigmar's soldiers than his own body. Besides, Sigmar will give him strength. He is never spoken to directly because how could one so devoted to Sigmar and so obviously blessed by him have normal conversations with such divinity? Everything he does is revered. The general of the army has taken to assigning patrol routes based on how the herald's cloak blows in the wind each morning. The flagellants constantly fight battles at the very front lines, carrying their living banner into the thickest and most dangerous of fights. It doesn't matter that they barely survive every time. It is the will of Sigmar. The Herald lives in constant terror, terror that he will die in the next battle, and even more terror that the army and the ever-growing group of flagellants will discover the truth. Now the Herald waits for the right group of adventurers to come along so he can plan his escape and join them. Sigmar can find someone else to do his dirty work. Wow. Wow. That's a good one, man. Uh, <laughs> that's really good. I was going to say, losing the last two really puts you in overdrive. Dude, I... Man, so this this guy, I mean, I ended up, he's not like a to total crazy character. Like, I've built some mechanically to be really, really good at stuff, right? I don't have no, like, 70 and flail. That's, like, crazy good. But, like, um, I have, like, some 40s and different things or whatever. But, like, I literally, my one call to flame, uh, you know, to fame on this is 22 wounds. And I just, I figured the fact that this guy is basically a living flag on a flagpole for Sigmar, like he's got to be tough as nails doing that every day. And that's it. That's my whole character. I, I, this morning when I like finished writing it up, I was like, dude, yeah, I just want to play this character. 
I mean, I can't imagine being like, oh, there's another battle. Oh, crap. They're lifting me up on the pole again. Yeah. Why are we yeah. always on the front line? At least <laughs> they're fighting down there. Don't lose, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Arrows keep whipping by me. <laughs> I just I just imagine this is a kind of character that whips himself into a frenzy, not because he really cares about Sigmar, but he's just terrified and trying to get away. <laughs> oh, well. So you guys ever see uh, Mad Max Fury Road? I haven't, no. Oh, I was going to say, like, there's a scene where Mad Max is on the front of a vehicle, and all that's all I can think about is with your character. <laughs> Just blade out and everywhere. Yeah. There's, uh, I, I have you guys ever, I know, Steve, you've read Caiaphas Kane. I kind of feel like I built this character as the, the Sigmarite version of Caiaphas Kane, right? Like, he's really terrified and doesn't want to fight, um, but everyone thinks he does, so he has to put up the act. So anyway, that's that's the Herald. That's the Herald. Probably probably just Harold to his friends. But oh. <laughs> if he had any. <laughs> and those are our characters. Again, we posted polls on our webpage, on Facebook, and on Twitter. Be sure to vote and tell us which character you like the most. That's the end of our show tonight. In our next discussion episode, be sure to, sure to join us. I don't, there's so much on the doc that we <laughs> talk about that we haven't had a chance to. Archives of the Empire, like, man, might be my favorite release yet to date. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Death on the Right Companions up there. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited to talk about that. Um, and, you know, there's a lot out there. I know we have more career episodes to do. We're, we have a ton of careers, obviously. Um, more religion episodes. I can't wait to do another one of those. That was a lot of fun. We did that with you, uh, Lord of the Underdeep, last time. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a good one. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot. We don't know what's on the docket, but it will be coming soon. I know one of the... So many yeah, we've been talking about several ideas. So if you have ideas of show topics you want us to uh, do, uh, drop us an email um, at questions at oldworldpodcast.com. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. So intrepid listeners, keep in touch. Let us know your questions, feedback, and even show topic suggestions. Uh, you can contact us multiple ways by checking out our website at www.oldworldpodcast.com, Twitter at Old World Podcast, and at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Old World Podcast. And while you're checking us out on the various social interwebs, be sure to hop on over to our Patreon page and support us. If you like what we're doing and want to help out, become a patron. For only a couple dollars a month, you can help support the show and get some cool rewards, too. Check us out at patreon.com slash oldworldpodcast. Also, let us know what you think. Visit iTunes or your preferred podcast service and rate us. Every review helps us reach more Warhammer fans. Awesome. And this is Lance saying goodnight, and be careful that when you're screaming in terror for Sigmar, that your comrades don't think that you're screaming at the enemy to charge this is steve saying good night and be on the lookout from signs from sigmar this is nolan saying praise Ulrich for the true god has finally come <laughs> nice. this podcast and related website are completely unofficial and are not endorsed by games workshop limited or cubicle 7 entertainment it is intended for educational and informational purposes only GW, Games Workshop, Warhammer, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, and all associated logos, illustrations, images, names, creatures, races, vehicles, locations, weapons, characters, and the distinctive likenesses thereof 
are registered trademarks of Games Workshop Limited, Cubicle 7 Entertainment, or their respective trademark or copyright holders. All original content of this podcast, including any audio or video information, is the intellectual property of the Old World Podcast and Crimson Tower Studios, LLC. 